Buddies, pals, guys and gals, thanks for coming along to the Disaster Attic. I'm here with a couple of hosts to today. We've got Castro Gray. Oh, Castro Gray. Okay, fair enough. What Castro Gray? Oh, well, that floats your boat. Probably gay, though. Okay, and there's also <laughs> the Roman Stez. Right. No woman, no cry, Mike. <laughs> no cry. And myself, Master Page. How can we find ourselves online? Yeah. Um, if you want to see us on the Twitter, it's at a disaster attic. And if you want to get us on the emails, it is disasterattic at hotmail.com. Very nice. So, pro skills. Big one today, fifth episode. Thank you. Oh, right. Okay. Anniversary. So, right. Congratulations, guys. Podcast, okay. Yeah. Great. It feels like so many, so many more. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. There's a main reason why we're going to be doing about this one is because I lost one, some reason why, but it got deleted and decided that we should do like a re- redo. And this one is going to be about a big thing that happened recently called uh, E3. And what does, it, what does it stand for? Okay. It's the Electronic Entertainment Expo cool. that happened on the 14th to the 16th of June. It's a very big... Covered. Currents, yes. Yeah. It's for this year, yeah. It's been going for over 23 years now. You've clearly been following this. Yeah, of course I have. Oh, I always oh. do. Every year. Every year I do it. <laughs> I'm going watching what's going on. <laughs> so I think that's what we should really talk about this time because we need to like talk about everything that's going to be happening. So it's a good time to discuss it. And for our fifth one, fifth mm-hmm. anniversary. Exactly. Special. Yeah, exactly. It's special. So let's talk about the three then. So this happened in the Los Angeles Convention Center. And it was on the 14th to the 16th of June. It's a convention for new gaming software, hard, hardware, and also peripherals to showcase to retailers and also to the press as well. There's over 64,000 attendees that came to the E3. So it's a big thing for gaming. It so really is this is open to the public as well? Then? Yes, it is. Well, for as long as they can be, really. It's a three-day event, I know. Yeah. yeah but it's always going to be on the internet now. Yeah. So website, websites Pricing. will be showing and stuff like that. So let's get back into it anyway. So it's a huge market for uh, gaming. What they're bringing out in the future, what's going to be back in out in the next year and also beyond. Before we get into that, it's a three-day event. And yeah. I was checking out the prices. I don't live in America, as you might be able to tell from my uh, South Quite American accent. Yeah. From a Cuban accent. Um, <laughs> but $995 was the price I found Shit for hell. a three-day pass. And if you think 60,000 people going up, I, I take it that's over the course. That's not concurrent 64,000 people. That center probably, it's probably a big center, but I doubt so it that, takes That's that just ticket cost. That's... For the three-day ticket. So right. you'll have your normal one day or you might even have a half-day ticket and stuff like, like that. Flights and... Hotels, hotels and stuff like that. So if we were to go over there, easily spending two grand or no, something. I was speaking high, to yeah. a few guys that went over there and uh, they were saying like hotels ask for like a thousand pound retainer for the rooms. Yeah, because they're so valuable, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> That's what, what are they expecting you to do? Oh, these gamers, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> TV's out window, you know. But the people you know who uh, went over there, did they go for the full three days? Or? Yeah, yeah. All from the but the UK European guys. Yeah, or? all UK. Yeah. Was it was it subsidised in any way to no, really work with them? They were having to put up the the room costs mm. themselves. They just got entry to E3 itself. So just going over there and getting a hostel or something would probably be a better option. Oh yeah, a hostel in LA. The better option that I can. Be more was, interesting. Um, B and B's on the 
a few miles out from the venue and then Airbnb or just BB. Just a B and B bed and breakfast, mm. but the the bed and breakfast in LA that you get are like you would get an imp- an apartment room. Yeah, <laughs> the wrong side of LA, the side yeah. you don't want to go in. Has anyone ever actually used an Airbnb? By the way, yeah, yeah. I use it yeah, all yeah. the time. Because I don't know. It's, it's sometimes I just think either it's going to be full of cats. No, they're fantastic. Or, the ones I've been in, you can't. Pictures of rabbits. You get the illusion that you're actually living there, if that makes sense. So it's like slightly, it's not like the hotel vibe where you're going in everything, your bed's made from for you and people tidy up after you. Hmm. It's like you've got a kitchen, you can go down to a local supermarket, do your shopping, come back and have that illusion for a day or two that you actually inhabit that apartment, yeah. that house, hmm. um, which I always like. Yeah, but if you do, you ever run into the owner of the place, or no. is it, is yeah, it a we, house with you? I don't really know. We've we've met a couple of the owners. Hmm. One of the ones we had in Norway, it was actually a converted sort of basement apartment, but it was massive. It was really good. Hmm. Lots of money put into it, and he lived upstairs with his wife. And he invited us up, and we had cake and stuff like that. It was really wow. nice. And he, he offered us uh, his kayaks to go kayaking. So, but weird. It's a very sort of friendly. More of a cultural thing. Though. Yeah. yeah, but it's also like sort of an insular environment similar to like gamers and E3. Everyone's going there. They're all very like-minded. Yeah. The same thing for these people who put the houses up for rent for, you, for a total stranger to apply to go and stay for it and you don't know them. So it's it's interesting. There was a thing where a guy kept uh, burglaring. Burglaring? Yeah, I can't say that properly. Bur- Burglaring. Burglaring. Yeah, that's the right way is that, is that right? Burglar. That sounds really weird. It doesn't. It? No. Robbing places. Yeah, yeah. It was robbing places. Um, <laughs> it was a robber. <laughs> yeah, on Airbnb. So there, there have been, obviously, things gone wrong with it, as I'm yeah. sure there will be at most pre booked things. Imagine how many people turned up for the convention, then there's been issues with hotels, you know, double bookings. Double booking, yeah. That'd be You'd probably, be knackered. Yeah. That's probably why that, that retainer comes into it for that 1000s because it means that people aren't going to mess about with a hotel booking, which is so valuable. Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of people go out for the like, after parties and that, especially like press. So you get a lot of people like, coming well, back drunk to the that, rooms. That one I was telling you about in, when was it, October or something, mm. um, there's, like, there's like a normal ticket, then there's an after party ticket as well. So that 995 I mentioned for E3 might not necessarily be the actual full thing. There might still be an after-party ticket mm. and things mm. like that for whatever studio has been on that day. Yeah. Because each day of the three-day event, you've got a couple of different studios on, your your Microsofts and your yeah, Sonys. So and I think the way they worked it this year is you had uh, EA doing their presser on the Saturday mm-hmm. evening and then uh, it kind of kicked into full gear on Sunday with Microsoft and Bethesda. And then you had the, the PC crowd and Developer Digital doing their presses as well. Sony and Ubi on Monday as well. Well, the PC boys, off the back of it, they had the the PC Gamer one mm. going on about, which in the past has been a bit long-winded. Uh, but it looks like they're taking some notes this year. It's actually quite concise. There's a few interesting things on there. Yep. However, E3 itself, I watched the majority of it all. And all I can say is thank God for Dr. Disrespect doing a commentary on it because some of it was so dull. Not the game announcements or anything like that yeah. itself, who, not the actual Dr. content. Disrespect? He's a Twitch streamer who does a persona of a guy who's sort of the best at everything. He's a competitive competitive gamer who's done level designs and stuff like this. He's just, he's just very entertaining. Mm. Um, but my main gripe with E3 is you'll have like 20, 30-minute promo and it's a creative director who comes out He'll come out and he'll be like, oh, my name is uh, Frank Maurice. I am the creative director of uh, 
slash band games in Quebec. And he's got like a, um, he'd be wearing like a fucking cowboy hat on. <laughs> and he's got a pocket square and a kimono or something. But it's like these really sort of weird, overly hip guys and it looks really fake. And they'll stand there and they'll talk about feeling. What we wanted to do is make people passionate, make this a central experience. And they'll go all the way around the houses with these weird descriptions. And then they'll come out and go, that's why over the course of the last couple of years, we've developed Super Smash Brothers. And be like, that's not a central gaming experience. What are you talking about? Depends how you're playing it, to be fair. Well, you in the buff. I was about to say, strip, you've strip got to think, though, super, these super guys who spend years, maybe half a decade of their life on each title. They've got to be a little bit enthusiastic about it. Well, the other year, one of them came out on a dirt bike. Yeah, yeah. It was linked yeah. to his game, though. It was a, a, a bike racing game thing. The uh, One of the guys on the Ubisoft stage did it this year. The Trials game. Yeah, I reckon they've got bets with each other. See, like one-upmanship is like, listen, Trevor, I know you're not French, but please pretend to be French when you're giving the The French absolutely nail it every year. I think uh, Ubisoft kicked off their presser this year with uh, Dancing Pandas for Just Dance. Oh, I saw that. It was like a big thing. it's like a Mardi Gras. So it started out outside and they had all these people in giant costumes all having a dance. And you see one of them, you think, right, this is a bit weird. You just think it's some weird cameraman just killing time. And it turns into like a whole sort of giant Mardi Gras slash West Side Story dance routine as they make their way into the auditorium up onto the stage, which was quite a big thing. But it was so surreal just to watch that. Yeah, I think they were going for the kind of surreal element this year because a lot of people, they'll sit through the Ubisoft conference each year and be going, oh, when are they going to come up with Just Dance? Because it's just dancing games, kind of like it's not core to the audience that Mm. they're they're showcasing their products to. Mm. So... Everyone was like, "Ah, oh, they're getting rid of it." The first thing out the back, let's just let's just dance. Let's move on to all the rest of the games. Move on to interesting <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with Ubisoft, when they come in there, because obviously being a French company, yeah, did they speak in French or did they speak in uh, English? Some some developers will, mm. um, because they've moved a lot of the development over to Montreal, which is still uh, fairly French speaking. Yeah, or can be. But, uh, yeah. A lot of them are English speaking now, so you, there's less and less of having to have a translator up on stage with them. Yeah, it's just that the uh, with Eurovision's going on to that, which we spoke about before, is that the French will always speak in French. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it did sound Eurovision like, but they'll always speak in French no matter what uh, within Eurovision. I was just wondering if that was just like a cultural thing that they will. No, I think that's just Eurovision. Fair do. I was just like, I'm not changing my nationality for anyone. <laughs> That's a good accent. <laughs> but in French. That's, oh, that wasn't French. That was my Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> and what does everyone think about the, uh, there was a few celebrity endorsements on this year's E3. And do you know about any of these, Paige? No, but I'm going to find out. So I'll give you the, I'll give you the, uh, the first one. The first one's Elijah Wood you from Lord of the Rings cool. fame. Yeah, this is the, the Ubisoft conferences yeah. again on Monday. And it's, a, it's a weird game as well, isn't it? They're trying to go yeah, for something a little bit different. A, kind of a live action... Um, psychological, yeah, psychological trippy. Uh, this family where the, the father's kind of uh, almost torturing them. The yeah, same he's kind of lost his mind them. a little bit. He thinks he's trying to help them, but he's not actually doing it. Is it similar in a way to what I was speaking to you about before? Um, yeah, it's similar to Late Shift, if Late people Shift, are aware of that yeah. title, which is a Steam title. It's basically only. bringing FMV, FMV back. Is it actually a, a VR game? 
Because no. it's kind of, it had that sort of vibe I to think it. they're, they're going to have VR support on this this one from Ubisoft. Um, Does anyone remember the name of this actual game? No, just Elijah Fortnite. goes. Elijah goes <laughs> mental. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's Battle Royale this year, mate. I don't know what you're on about. Uh, there wasn't that many Bottle Royale announcements. Like there, was, there was one or two. Bottle Royale, yeah. The, the original Battle Royale, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but who was the who was the other celebrity? Oh. oh, oh! by the way, the Elijah Wood game is called Transference. That's it, yeah. Just so you know. Um, yeah, but there was another celeb. I couldn't remember who it was. It was Beyond Good and Evil. Um, cool. Why? Help me count. Female, uh, male, I'll, uh, male. Sounds okay. like two words. The, first the word. Chris Nolan, Batman, as his little sidekick. Um, oh, oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, Gordon Gordon. he, he's basically got like a, a mass media uh, company that they, if you imagine like Hits a collaborative, that's it. Um, projects this company does. You just say you just hit record. Basically, anyone can. Yeah, that's. Oh, right. that's so the company that you just uh, hit record. Oh, yeah, right, so, no. no. I won't say out loud. So it's basically what the, the concept they're rolling with with the Beyond Good and Evil game that they're doing is that they're, they're going to create the, the music and the artwork and kind of the cultural vibe of the game, which is set in a, a big like open universe um, through user-generated content. But so There's been a bit of a, a hoo-ha about that, though, hasn't there? In a sense, because it's from that and it's like a lot, they're getting all these kind of like ideas in from other people and everything like that and it's, it's it, they're not being paid it's as essentially it's outsourcing yeah yeah but at the same time there's the positive light to it where you you're getting so the game world is going to be populated by user content so they'll basically they'll get given a project say go make like x artwork or make x piece of music mm. and then everyone that signs up and collaborates on this will um, kind of have that influence on that world, so it it, it I, feels a lot more I organic. Think, yeah, I I can I hope it, it's not ice cream. We've talked about this before. Um, <laughs> I I hope it is somewhat successful. I, I have my reservations about it only because there's like massive modding communities anyway in PC gaming, which I'm into. Within this, it does something seems a little yeah, off I, I with do, it. Like they're overselling it. Do you get paid though mm. through this? Uh, yeah, they get paid, but obviously Company. they're taking in a lot more like artwork, a lot more music than would actually be used within the game. So are they paying every it's single one, or are they only paying of artwork and music? That from what I thought it was, project? I know, but are they only going to pay the people they use, or are they going to pay people for? Well, it was, I thought it was an application thing. So here's yeah. here's what we need. Oh, right. You guys apply, tell us, you know, what yeah. is you can do, mm. and we'll we'll pick what we want. So that way they don't have a hundred thousand people all vying for one. You know, twenty seconds music yeah, track. It, music it's the case of that you register with this company and then you, they, the material that they use. It's a talent base at the end of the yeah, day, isn't it? Yeah. So let's talk about what was there. What was you expecting to be there? Like, what would the uh, ultimate game that you wanted to see, and also did they deliver as well? So personally, what we wanted to see at the, the expo in general. Yeah. I've got yeah. One. A single player, not online version of Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fuck you, Bethesda. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's deep. So, so where's all the steep hatred come from? Because they've done it as a online thing. Uh, therefore, the whole idea of Fallout, even from the very first ones, the isometric ones, have always been a first. Like, sorry, not first person. Uh, they've always been a kind of like you are the one survivor. You are this person. You are yeah. going through 
the entirety of the game by yourself. It's not a case of like you've got other people helping you out unless they're an NPC and you still have full control over them. It's your world. Yeah, you're not I've got a point about this, but carry on. Mm. Well, yeah, That's your don't... world. You don't want someone else to come in and like, ruin your world. There's the whole talk about the, the fact that you could you can be building something and someone can nuke it. Oh, fuck that. So yeah. What they, uh, yeah. they've come out and said after the fact is that it's going to be like so difficult to be able to use the nukes that are available within the game. You would literally have to go through such a series of um, com- pieces of content. Yeah, but if, me, a bu- if a bunch of people all, together, all join up to assassinate yeah. someone, um, essentially, that yeah. sure ain't going to take. You've seen long. PC people get together and being angry. Yeah. That's yeah, going to happen, yeah, yeah. isn't it? They they're going out of the way to reassure people that, that it's not going to be the case, and it's a simple case of they just drop a patch, and it's not a case of you can't grieve someone anymore. Hmm. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't surely the best pl- thing to be is if they have private servers, you can set your own up for you, you and your mates. And then you just don't invite it, your mates and you just play it on your own. It's not done in the traditional style of a survival game mm. where, yes, you could have someone that would just constantly come and attack your game, shall we say, mm. like your your player space. There's a, a mechanic for the base building that they've done within that game where you can just um, activate this device that they've given you and you can up and move your entire settlement and it'll stay as it is. You can just put it somewhere else. Yeah, but to me that's uh, not... that immersion breaking in yeah, itself. Yeah, completely. Then. Why do you find that immersion breaking? Because, because I can literally, buildings. yeah, something that's <laughs> taken me forever to build. I can say, listen, I don't like the way that cactus looks now. Let's uh, move my entire settlement over by the sea. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I'd rather burn it to the ground. <laughs> As a character, well, that's your choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you get uh, your points back? That's what I'll do. But you're not I don't losing care. anything. I don't care. I'm burning it because I hate it. All, I hate all you're doing is shifting location. Yeah, but I don't want to be practical and use game mechanics. It's like Grey said, it's massively immersion breaking. The whole idea, I mean, I didn't enjoy in Fallout 4 where there was actually crafting. And I I understand people like the crafting sides of things. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. But to put it in something like Fallout, it wasn't the right thing to do, I didn't think. And... It, it, it kind of showed with Fallout 4 being the weakest one of the uh, 3D ones I've actually done. What was your point, by the way, Paige? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Right, the issue is, explaining it to the, the peeps that are listening, that mm. Fallout 76 mm. is before the um, nuclear holocaust or whatever right, it's, 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 it says it's, it's 20 years after. 20 years after, so it's like the bombs have dropped. Right. But the vaults open at different times, and this is one of the first ones yeah, that opens. so it's the first lot of people going out into the world. So. And seeing it as it really is, hence there's, they like they said, there's not going to be any any NPCs essentially yes, within so. the world because obviously you're the first like lot out. So there's yeah. not going to be people there because they've all been fucking vaporized. So is everyone in the Fallout game? Everyone you run into, all the NPCs are all from vaults. Vaults, or if like say New Vegas, the bo- the bombs didn't drop in New Vegas, or right, in okay. the uh, Nevada area. And this one's in Washington, isn't it? Uh, no, Boston. Is it Boston? Is it Boston? Yeah. Boston. Boston. So Boston. I'm not sure if the bombs dropped there, but I'm assuming mm. they dropped they in DC and several several places. But. The, the, the basically, the, the, the game's called Fallout 76. So the, each number on the Fallout series is the vault that the, the characters are from. And the Vault 76 is a, what they call a control vault. So rather than um, other vaults that you've been through in the franchise where they're, uh, they did experiments, they did like social experiments or mm-hmm. scientific experiments. This was what they call a control vault. So they, they didn't do anything to these people. They just had them survive in the vault and then 
20 years after the event when they thought it, that they had the all clear to go out there mm-hmm. and that it was safe. They basically allowed these people to leave the vault and try to resettle what whatever was left. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence the, the the component of like building and trying to re-establish society. So this is quite brand... Well, this is the earliest times the earliest time you've ever played in the franchise so there's going to be more people is this why they're this be making it this is why they're making point. an mmo though less, so you can work together yeah. to yeah. rebuild there's the world less, there's less communities which have been built up at that point because you're playing a lot of them like hundreds of years down the line so there's you communities are. which have built up in time it's very spreadic yeah yeah so like in fallout 4 it's in um crap i can't remember where it's in base now that's how 2077 much it, that could be the year, but wherever it is based. <laughs> but like you've got different communities in uh, Fallout 3, it's in uh, Washington, D.C. And you've got a few different communities in there. In New Vegas, you've got obviously the Strip in Las Vegas, as well as a few places dotted around, which are all real places, by the way. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Mm. So places like Prim, where they've got this kind of like um, casino, it's actually a real place and you can actually go and visit it and everything like that. I think that's well, good attention to detail, really. Yeah. Obviously, the distances are nothing, but... Apparently, Fallout Four is in Boston, Massachusetts, and other parts of New England. That's West Virginia, where because um, that's where the Commonwealth is. Apparently, yeah, that's right. Uh, West Virginia is where Fallout Seventy Six is. I got them mixed up. Yeah, uh, hence the uh, the trailer yeah. music. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! See, I'm, I'm not like a big Fallout guy. I bought the last Fallout. You got Fallout Three, didn't you? Yeah, I bought it on release day. And played it for two hours and stopped for whatever reason. I think I was still playing Skyrim at the time or something. I only had room for one RPG in my life and I never went back to it. I was only playing it for Liam Nielsen and then he disappeared after the first half hour. Oh, way to ruin it for me when I go back to it in five years' time. (laughs) (laughs) To be be fair, they're all... With uh, Skyrim and Fallout, they're basically the same idea. It's just one's fantasy and one's... um, Well, not... Fantasy as well. Well, yeah, but sci-fi, essentially, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and it's basically the same game. It's just in Fallout, you've got more guns and no magic powers as such. Whereas in Skyrim, mm. you've got magic and a bow and arrow if you want to take things out from a distance. So. Mm. Are there mutants and stuff like that in the Fallout games? Yes, yeah, super mutants. Yeah, yeah. that's magic. Um, something they're leaning into with this new one is the the kind of urban myths that they have in West Virginia. Oh, right. one of them like so, the hatchet in the back seat of your car. Kind of uh, more like the creatures. So they've got like this moth creature that's apparently like an urban myth that they have there. Is that, is that like... wee Willy Moffy? <laughs> <laughs> the, the little moth who flies around your light at night, you keeping you awake. Like, little moth. This little like moth <laughs> creature with wings Muffy. sucked in, and then you see these like glowing eyes out in the mist, and then. Well, maybe it's Scottish with you, isn't it? Come yeah, well, that's that's my go-to, isn't it? <laughs> Were you Willie Mossy? What other what other so, urban myths are they from that sort of Virginia? I, I wouldn't know. I, I mean, oh, urban myth myself. I I know of. Uh, well, the other the other week we had those um, really uh, in depth, real um, advertisements, which turned out to be fake. Perhaps that could be the same for We Willie Mossy. I don't think and they got big Mr. Preston yeah. I, I actually spoke to someone who uh, met Wee Willie Mothy once. Oh, did you? On the moors, yeah. Oh, how did they survive? Um, well, he I, was on the moors. I recorded something for you, so uh, if you just bear with me. You spoke to him on the moors, or he ran into Wee Willie Mothy in the moors? He, he saw Wee Willie Mothy on the moors, and moors. I saw him in a pub afterwards. Oh, okay. Sorry, a bar, because he was over that way. Also so, on the moors. Yeah, so they ended up saying, um, 
he ended up uh, speaking to him, so this is just... Oh, that's good. This that, is just uh, a little uh, conversation I had with him, so... Oh, that's really good, that. My name! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Sorry, Paige. We, we, we really, Moffy, sounded uh, Am I the only, picture I picture. Am I the only guy who can do audio? That's it. <laughs> you can do audio. I don't know what you're looking at my phone for. I'm just checking the score. I was <laughs> going to say, he wasn't reading from anything there. Is, uh... <laughs> it could have been a travesty if Modric had uh, scored because uh, Croatia didn't deserve to win. Again, every single voice you do is literally <laughs> ripped out of Monty Python. Hey, I thought we agreed that I am the voice guy. Well, you, you're do, like we've said before, you're doing all these voices at once. What are you talking Great about? Editing. That's, that's, actually, that's Mike's real voice. The voice he uses on the podcast is just in pretend. Yes, this is just the podcast voice. Oh, this is... Uh... Gone to penalties. That's great. So we've lost Stez for the next 10 minutes. Why it goes to penalties? Again. So we've got Stez's title of E3, which was Fallout, not so single player. So did Fallout disappoint because they bring in Massively. Really? Yeah. He was left deflated in the trouser department. I still keep thinking, but I'll buy it. And I keep thinking, but I don't want to. I really don't want to. Don't encourage him. It's not going to, it's not going to, I'm not going to be entertained with it. I'm going to play it for like, couple of hours i'm sure you'll be able to play it um solo though even without yeah being you can do and then when someone nukes the shit out of me I'll, uh, that's when I the nukes really aren't an issue <laughs> yeah i'm not too sure of you. Oh, it's just the whole idea i've played like arc and things like that you yeah, know the survival it's not structured the same i know but when people just ruin what you've done it's like, so i'll give you a basic rundown of the structure you you start the game it'll be exactly the same as any other fallout you're in a vault you come out of the vault out into West Virginia, my mama. Uh, yeah. You, you're basically you're out there by yourself for the most part. How do you know you, this? You've got because um, they've spoke about it at length. Um, Hashtag spoilers. Reference. Spoilers, guys. If you three, really want in depth look at kind of the the start and the the <laughs> background to the game, um, there's a really good YouTube uh, series from a creator called Noclip. Right. And he basically went into Bethesda and did like a behind the scenes mm-hmm. on like and they the whole design the concept behind story. it, and they give you they gave a basic rundown mm-hmm. with a lot of the developers. Um, but you, you'll essentially you'll be wandering around the, the world of Fallout seventy six, and you'll run into other players on the map, and you can choose to team up with them. I think the the cap for it is about four players that you can run around and just kind of explore the world with, like a uh, squad. Yeah, almost. And you can choose to like build things with them. Must have been a small vault, just four of you huddling well, for warmth. There's been a nuclear years. apocalypse. Just the best right? ones go out, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the rest of them stay back and gather. That's the it. The ro- it's not a vault. It's all they're all hiding in man caves. <laughs> it sounds like they're going to turn on love each other. That's what I'll, it sounds. I'd love it if they did, like describe it as man caves. Caves. <laughs> like how long can you play foosball for? Twenty years. Don't know. We should ask Ron Pony. Who's okay. Ron Pony? <laughs> I thought I'd ask the question everyone thinking Ron Perlman Ron oh, Perlman well, I think it's Ron Pony I was like, that man that announces every single Fallout game yeah, tells Hellboy, the uh, Uber fan over here what Alien Resurrection every Guillermo del Toro film right so <laughs> Fallout 76 lots of hype big disappointment so far Stez is obviously going to buy it the next one I'm excited about oh yeah go on Greg he's put sugar in that why has he put sugar in that I don't know it's really fucking sweet yeah, put sugar in it. I don't have sugar. Yeah, but you don't have sugar. You think you're a bugger. You, you don't put sugar, sugar in black coffee. You need What's sugar? wrong with you? No, no. Go and sort yourself it's, it's out one. Literally, coffee and water. That's all I do. Yeah. Off you go. Go and sort yourself it's out. All right, I'll drink be, it. Be good. I need be it. Good. <laughs> anyway. Not... Try to get rid of me. Go on, Grey. The Coffee source. Chronicles has ended now. 
Um, so let's talk about Fallout 76. So, so, so what was your most anticipated title? Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah, that looks good. Why have all these games got numbers at the end? Because they're all sequels. So wasn't it one. originally <laughs> based off Cyberpunk 2020? Yeah. Am I right in saying that? And then they've, they've restructured it as Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds like they're doing everything exactly as they should be doing it. They're taking their time. They're not overly committing to so, anything. So who's this game from? Uh, projects. Is it CD Red or... Red, so the CD Project Red, Red, the, Red guys. The, the guys who did the Witcher franchise. So you know it's from a very reputable studio. People yeah. are renowned for their RPG elements. Also uh, in recent years, their consumer-friendly business yes. practice. Yeah, yeah. Actually listen to people. So I, I'm really looking The graphics to. for that looks formidable. Is Was it gameplay graphics? It was in-engine. Yeah. So oh, rendered okay. in that's engine, right. so that's the new sort of uh, bunny ears. Yeah, uh, they did show off yeah. uh, behind the closed doors to the press. Um, Fifty minutes of gameplay. I didn't see that. No, you won't. <laughs> no <laughs> one has by the the press that were there. Um, but they, they literally, like everyone that's come out of it, has said you need to release this to the public. Yeah, this is groundbreaking stuff. This is amazing. And considering that, I'm not exactly sure how long it's been in development, but it's been a good few years since it was first the, like, the, hinted at. The first time that people became like really aware of it was like in the build-up to The Witcher 3's release. Mm-hmm. Part of The Witcher 3, there's a, a, one of the lead characters called Ciri. She can hop between worlds, mm-hmm. and she references going into the Cyberpunk 2077 world. All right. And that's weird. The Witch is like a very medieval game, yeah. and she's talking about flying cars and all these neon lights and everything. It's like she's in Westworld. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm looking oh. forward to that. When's the release date? Do you know? They've not given a release date. They said that there might be. A it's ready when it's ready for it. Um, maybe late next year. Mm. Um, but it's it's a ways off. It's a very experimental and concept heavy game yeah, yeah um a lot of people have given them a lot of flack for not going with the third person play style no that uh, the witcher 3 had because of the popularity of that title yeah but because the the game's based in like a <laughs> roaring yeah roaring so we've got uh, some kettle action going yeah, on yeah yeah some kettle Aesthetic action from Stens realised <laughs> it's a giant fucking roar that, yeah. I, need, Shh, I need me coffee. <laughs> anyway, carry on. But yeah, it's it's set in a, a very um, like neo metropolis type city. It so reminded like, me a bit like um, Dread yes, on Acid. Yeah. That's exactly how the the people it that did. actually viewed the gameplay um, described it. So they went through a um, kind of complex building mm-hmm. where it was lots of like shops and apartments and that. And because it's like all these tight corridors, and that, that's yeah. where they were like, you know what, all this like you're giving CD Projekt for this camera style where they've gone first person rather than third person with it, it actually really worked well for the game. Um, although, when you get out of the, the buildings, you're able to drive the vehicles in third person. Well, that's, that's fair enough. I'm, I'm a big proponent for first up. person. Yeah. Like immersion wise, it gets me right in the character. I don't want to see the back of my character's head and well, see how good these uh, blue no. t shirt looks. They were the describing yeah. Uh, yeah. much more uh, first person than third person. I don't know if they were describing a part of the gameplay where you had an eye augmentation. 
All right. Because like augmentation is a big part of the cyberpunk type world. So like uh, cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. someone's been watching some dodgy stuff online, haven't they? <laughs> cyberpunks. Have you said? Yeah. Look at my neon cock. Squirm your way out of that one, Mike. <laughs> Cybercox, the dark hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, there's a bit where you augmentate your your eye and you you get a new eyeball, mm-hmm. and they'll literally you see the point of view from this eye being removed, stuck on a, a shelf, and then you you get like synced up to this new eyeball, and you see like it's like an out of body experience. Nice. And then you like suck it back in and that. Is it like skeets out of um, Booster Gold? Um, I kind of get what you're going at with that reference. I, there's no like drone type stuff in there. Like, so the eyeball like, doesn't follow you around and see what they're seeing. No, no, no. It's just kind of like you go into a surgery, you have the augmentation, and whilst they sync up your brain to this new eye that acts as like part of your hood, where you can like zoom into things and focus and hack objects in the environment. Mm-hmm. Is it just like a gameplay development? Yeah, it's just a, a quirky like little bit of gameplay where you, you see your character from another perspective. Yeah. Almost. When that comes out, I will definitely be buying it without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, like Judge Dredd. It reminds me of Judge Dredd, but the mix of... Reminded me a bit of Total Recall as well, for being honest with you, a little bit. That TV, that, that film, that franchise with uh, Vin Diesel and... Riddick. Paul Pitch Walker. Black. Fast, Fast and, and the Furious. Furious. Yeah, but Tokyo... Get the fuck out. Tokyo Drift. Do you know they all got like, LED lights along the cars and all that sort of malarkey? I guess. But we're coming from more like an anime background with like things like Akira and that, which has had a major Akira. influence on this. You know what, Akira. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Not so much Fast and Furious. I think that confuses the most. Cyberpunk's very much an established style. You yeah. can easily say that. It's heavily influenced by anime of the 90s. Yeah. Um, Which was Blade Runner esque yeah. itself. Not as dark and dreary, but I'm certain the, it goes to points like the that. The interesting things that they're kind of having to counteract, well, they may have to counteract, is that a lot of countries like Australia and that um, they don't allow you to have drugs that enhance performance in games mm-hmm. and one of the aspects of the cyberpunk universe is that you take like boosters and enhancers yeah. to enhance your performance so something that they're going to have to come up against with with this new game what kind of uh, like I'm assuming illegal drugs aren't allowed to enhance you but you could use something like Pro Plus to keep you going no it's like any drugs that you would like buy on the streets or say you'd like you go around to your local crack dealer or whatever i'd like to see it's, people play kind of very well yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or flag down your local ice cream fam yeah that's yeah, yeah. true no, spaghetti it, westerns will do it for you it always um got me that it was uh uh say you know like um sports stars doping and things like that mm. people said oh they smoke pot how in the hell would smoking pot make you a better footballer the only thing that's going to do is like slow you down well, there's immeasurably. A big, there's, yeah, there's a controversy on this on UFC fighters, and it was really annoying because even they were arguing. It's like it's it's part. It doesn't help me train harder. Um, what benefit is it going to be? If anything, it's going to make you a little bit slower. Yeah. So yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I I don't understand the the, the thing. If you're willing to do that, if you're if you're a highly paid athlete, then there's no point you ever doing that. In the sense that you should really. Never go out drinking. The, the thing that, that af- game, you know? athletes have to combat is like 
everyday drugs that me and you could take, say we've got a sniffle or whatever, a little pick-me-up, they can't do that because it may enhance their performance through like residual effects of those drugs mm. where they may have sustained performance. Yeah. And that's a, a lot of the argument for like people taking things. So people taking speed, essentially, just to keep their... It's drugs. not even like drugs that are regulated. It's like some forms of like medication not <laughs> no I know I'm just saying like everyday stuff that me and you could just take they athletes can't yeah um, in that context uh, one of the games which I did notice uh, which is coming out is Spider-Man it, yep that's the one uh, Spider-Man so Paige go for it Spider-Man cool uh, the other game <laughs> friendly hood neighborhood <laughs> Spider-Man is it is it is based that, on, that on the films, films or based on the comics it's based on its own it's got a whole new um, artwork. Who's, who's Spider-Man? Who is it? Yeah. I think it might be Peter Parker. <laughs> no, no, I mean, who's doing the voice? The voice? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, you know what? I don't know. I don't watch it either. To be but fair. It's not Nolan North and it's not I, the other fella. I heard it's Vin <laughs> Rames. He's doing it. Vin Rames? not Paige. Yeah, from <laughs> Pulp Fiction. That's what? one. Yeah, Vin really. Rames doing the voice of Spider-Man. Yeah. That quick, high pitch, <laughs> snappy tone to his voice. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's being made by Insomniac Games, who uh, previously did uh, Sunset Overdrive. I've not for, seen anything on this game. For the Xbox. I'm still following it. All right. It's been published with Sony uh, on the PlayStation platform. Oh, right, okay. Um, it's exclusive to that platform. And it's based heavily on the comic books. Um, they're going to reference a lot of the material in there. That's good. I can appreciate um, that. There's a, a kind of a, a very large homage to uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, the game. Which was, all, got massively good reviews, didn't it? A lot of people really liked it because of the, the web sling and like, the sense of being Spider-Man and swinging around New York. Mm. And from everything that people have said about the game... Being able to like play it, they've said it really hits home with that, mm. and it's a really great experience. To be it like um, you you're running into a building in New York, they've got fire escapes all the way up them. It'll just naturally like adapt and mm-hmm. like do a somersault through it or whatever. It's so it's basically it's got yeah, a really good flow. Free running it. the game. Yeah, the thing is though, it's me like a push this now, push that button now, push this QTAs, now, and quick time yeah. events. It looks amazing, like graphically for. Mm. It's pretty much just like a film, but all you need to do is just like press square here, press At X what now. point, though, with a pad, will that ever not be the case? So, Until well, you not, actually had like augmented reality kind of idea. Well, with like the Arkham games with Batman, you have to fight to get out of the battles and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but you're still just pressing you push do, X now. Yeah, yeah, but you do have to do the push square here, yeah. counter now and stuff like that. But... The, the the stuff that they've shown is pretty much just like okay you did you did a decent swing there well done you've landed on something now you got to press square to do the next bit and then you're just carrying on doing the next part of the phase really but you've got no choice there you have no, to press that exactly that's that's the major that. issue I think that's going to have with that game do you not ever love doing those ones where it says press this now you don't you see so it gets there's a lack of QTE within the game which is quick time button pressing which pages described in there you a lot of the fluid animation that you have within the game say you're swinging into objects and that you'll naturally adapt it'll just be an animation that the character pulls off Mm -hmm. um 
when yeah. you're swinging around, you can use the motion of the swing. So if you're leaving at the apex of a swing or whatever, you're going to get a lot more propulsion off it. Um, again, with like you can catapult yourself off the top of buildings using these webs and that. This is the old one, not the new this one. This is the new one. The new one. Yeah, but it um, sounds like the old one, doesn't it? The, the, the combat is heavily influenced by the Arkham franchise. You've got your heavy light attack and then you counter. It's not the same studio, though. Different it's not the same studio. It's Insomniac, the Batman, the Arkham franchise, is done by Rocksteady. Right. You're under Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Rocksteady. <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd be Apart from their storylines. I think you're currently going through the Arkham franchise, aren't you? No. Probably yeah. completed it. Yeah. Oh, right. Completed it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. What are you playing right now? <laughs> the Banjulele. <laughs> <laughs> Just Cars 3. Oh yeah, crazy. Only because it was free on PS on the PS uh, so, Plus. So, so were you excited by the announcement of Just Cause Four at E three? No, because you've not finished this one. It's massive. <laughs> I was talking about this value overnight yeah. with you actually. I'm saying about um, it's very very samey. It's very samey, and I downloaded uh, like a DLC for it, which gives you um, like a. Backpack, I can't remember what the uh, yeah, it's like it's a wing sky suit. something or something. Yeah, it's like a wing the wingsuit you get anyway, mm. but you can't really control that wingsuit. It's it's really like quite complicated well, compared you to can't like Rockstead. Yeah, he can't control yeah. it. I said I, I didn't say us. <laughs> That's really thinking. I know, yeah, I can't do it anyway. But yeah, if you get used to doing it on the the Batman Arkham games, then it's probably easy to do that. But on this, it's very very. You can survive if you hit the floor anyway. So that sort of gives you a bit of a... <laughs> that gives you a bit, a bit of, of a, a, a bit of leeway. of how Paige's game's going. Yeah, yeah. yeah that sounds about right. But this this new suit that you get, you get like a little rocket pack on the back of it so you can just fly up all the way up to the sun and then come back down to the to birth. And then, you know, you it can get like, style. You, yeah, yeah you, can, you, can make, you can make that quite a lot of decent points by falling two points. Yeah, yeah I, I would kilometers. describe it as similar to Falcon if anyone's seen any of the Marvel films. Yes, mm. Mike is correct. The best thing I've ever seen about Just Cause no, 3 was someone doing a video uh, where they just throw a load of the uh, like acceleration mines or something like that. I don't know what they are. They're like booster mines. Yeah, so oh, G54. Like... <laughs> Maybe. It's, it's a little mine that you attach onto things and it's, yeah. it essentially gives it propulsion. propulsion. Yeah. 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 And, so, and someone attached about four or five onto a cow. And just watch what happened. Yeah, as you can imagine, it's, it was hilarious. But it is full of physics. The thing is, though, <laughs> the, the maps are massive. Like I don't know, you have to like take over like eight quarters or something left like that. It's like a, like about four islands that you need to do. Eight. But every single town you need to take over, you're doing the same thing again and again. It's very repetitive. Yeah. Very Ubisoft. You just do the same. So no, nothing, no, nothing know, against Square you, Enix. So. Square Enix. Exactly, but they probably yeah. got the idea because you look at like the Fallout games, the Assassin's Creed games, everything like that. They're all the same idea of that. You take over. You go into a certain section. It gives you all these different like uh, points of view, like so you can go and like look at the map. Uh, so you like explore more of the map. Like, have the tower. I think or, the, and that's packaged like, as progression. The yeah. Just Cause yeah, exactly. franchise is kind of a, a a creature of a different generation mm. of games. Were where they their selling points were the destruction and the experimentation. Like Mercenaries was on the old Xbox. Yeah, very much so. Blow more stuff up. Blow more stuff up. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) Great advert. Um, But 
the the new one that they're they're, they're leaning towards like a more structured storyline that they they're going with um they've added the influence of a weather system so you've got like massive tornadoes ripping through the map tearing everything up you're having to deal with that at the same time as you trying to complete your objectives i think mm-hmm. that's a dlc on the uh just possibly more like a mod at some yeah. point yeah well, the, the new one they've kind of talked a lot of the points that Paige is raising there with the repetitive nature of the gameplay yeah and the, they're trying to make it a bit more immersive but the whole idea of it was this giant sandbox where you could do and enjoy whatever you wanted to do at that point you could you could grapple up to a, a helicopter take it out the air make it sure it crashes down into some sort of car at the bottom whilst you're yeah, jumping out and like strangling someone else over I think there. gamers yeah. at this point are a, at a stage where we're like Right, that's the gimmick. Yeah. Where's the gameplay? Where's the substance? Hmm. Kind of, uh, dude. dude, where's my car? And then... <laughs> what's mine? Is that an in-joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to the black shirt. <laughs> what just happens? Uh, one game I wanted to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. Can I just finish off this little sentence before, before we go Before Paige on? finishes off this sentence. Right. It, it does feel like very similarity with... Um, the Arkham games and also Just Cause games that with uh, Just Cause you've got a grapple hmm. that you can grab onto something that you see in a location you can grapple up to it and then you just shoot up to that with um, Arkham you can do that same thing with the grapple mm-hmm. but the main issue is that the grapple on Arkham is R1 but the grapple on Just Cause is L- L1 so it gets super complicated because if you've been playing the game too long, you're just throwing grenades in front of your face. <laughs> you're like, no, she's saying away, if, if you use you're a similar mechanic in your game, so you need to collaborate with the last person that like did cars. it. Like cars. The ignition in the car is on, always on the right-hand side of the stark. Unless you've got one. If you want to turn left, you use the stark on the left side. If you want to do windscreen wipers, you do the stark on the right side. Why can't we all similarize? Why don't you just of... change the control settings? So, no, it doesn't like you. Really? No. It is something that he's getting out there that like a lot of publishers will do that. They'll they'll take like the market wide kind of this is the, the control scheme for this. Mm-hmm. So like all car games, your right triggers accelerate, your yeah. left triggers break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of fair. setup I think uh, factoring that into like an adventure game, like I was uh playing the latest Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed Origins. And I was also playing the Witcher 3 at the same time. I said, don't whistle down you. Very either. similar <laughs> two games. Hands. Yeah, yeah, two hands. Yeah, two computers. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. How'd you that. get on? Do you complete both? Yeah, it was great. Oh, um, Football manager on laptop. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. You know, multi-game is Again, not the only one you've with got, skills. You've got that concept <laughs> where you're playing two um, very similar, they're like open world third person adventure games. <laughs> on two screens. That's the least two screens. kind of pouring. But the control schemes are totally different. Yeah, and it was very mind-boggling to try and hop between the two. So yeah, I can completely empathise with what Paige is saying there with like whole like grappling buttons on different buttons, and you're trying to do the same action within one title as you are. That's all part of investing in the game, though. You need to you need to learn that. Well, yeah, but the funniest thing is if you've got a friend who loves uh, pro evolution soccer, yeah, and you got another friend who loves FIFA. And 
you shoot. I knew he's going to fit football in here somewhere. I'm straight. And you shoot. And the next minute, it's going straight over the stands because oh, you yeah, went yeah. to cross it. Because they changed the controls yeah, between the two. Yeah, they changed the, sh- the crossing and they shoot over or they long Did passing. Did not just do that to actually make it different so it's a different experience? I know something control set. I, th- I think it was... Yeah, because, that's the problem. Uh, Pro Evo came from the old uh, N64 ISS. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. And so basically, their control settings, what have you, over the time has gone on to have shoot at the opposite side to uh, anything's um, an improvement over that 64 controller uh, I don't know oh I like the N64 <laughs> no actually control. no the S-Plan worst controller I've ever <laughs> used in my life oh no it's good the it, it gave about... you a choice how do you want to play like that or like that or like that I remember the first time I played Goldeneye and everyone was like oh yeah it's great and then you use this to look around I'm like I've been using mouse and keyboard <laughs> like what oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can't move while you're doing this what the hell what was the what was the game you had to talk about? Uh, it's it's another Bethesda one to be fair, uh, right. because Bethesda that's your jam. The, well, they do the most interesting stuff for me because they, they've done Skyrim, they've done the Fallout, they did Doom mm. as well. Um, uh, one Starfield is not much known about it at the moment. What was that from? Oh, who was it? Bethesda. No, no, no. Go on, carry on. Sorry. Was that an E three? It's an E three. Yeah, it's only a very short like video, but there's a lot of talk about what it could be and a lot of people are thinking it might be the kind of like missing link between Skyrim and Fallout in the sense that there's, there's talk about that Fallout is in uh, sorry the the past of Skyrim if that makes sense so uh, the whole I Sky- hope it's not I don't the whole like Elder that Scrolls, I know but the whole Elder Scrolls and Fallout thing is supposed to be like almost like hinted at being on the same timeline so what ties them together at the moment that well so far the only thing that has been tied together is Nernroot so where's that popped up in Fallout? In Fallout, basically, it's like the Brotherhood of Steel have done something. I can't remember the exact thing, but they they found this kind of like root, <laughs> which you might call Nerd. But they, they've done some work and they find this thing, and then obviously Nerd is within there, but it's got the same um, sound effect as well, right? Which is a nice little thing. But obviously, that could just be that's the same for Is that the only instance of a link between? That's the only instance I've seen. Well, I've booked into for a link between but if anyone else has got anything else or they've seen anything else I'm no, fantastic no, no, no. to bring up but I do like the idea of a, like, a link but I, do, I like Grey as well I do like the idea that it's something completely separate yeah it's a multiverse I yeah. think because from where you get from what Tamriel and all that well it's, it's the whole idea based that, on magic yeah I know that's the whole idea is that Fallout is the precursor to the Elder Scrolls series and that's what they're saying is that so the, the futuristic sci-fi one is the precursor to the right, mythical so they're kind of, of rolling with that well, po- I'm sure apocalyptic idea. setting where we kind of we rebuilt but we, we rebuilt, rebuilt but it went into that like medieval structure and then you've got like the, and people the started getting pretty magic. yeah reason. but then the magic can come from obviously all the the uh, fallout and everything like that well put it this way not I'm just, actual fallout the actual do you know how, do you know how it started fallout. Go on, carry on. Well, this is how it probably starts. I've just watched the trailer and there's not much to the trailer. It's no, just, I know. It's just a space station or like a spaceship space jumping through it. But someone's commented on it and I think this pretty much sums it up. So the game starts with you on a ship. Your ship is in the process of crashing on an unknown planet. You then wake up in a medieval cart. Text says, <laughs> Elder Scrolls, Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, that, that was a big reveal, that wasn't it, for Skyrim. Uh, not Skyrim, what? sorry, Elder Scrolls 6. No, Were you expecting really. it? Or? Yeah. I know you might have been because you're well within the industry. So but it, I, was, I, was, you... I knew about it. Basically, um, the, the, so for the people the, who don't know, the thing behind... <laughs> they didn't reveal a lot, though. No. It's, it's just... So, that's because it's going to be 
essentially we've entered a realm with social media where the public are a lot more aware of what companies get up to with patent filings uh, website registrations the um, moment you ask for someone oh yeah we need someone to uh, be able to draw a dragon internal structurings (laughs) of companies and um, they, they basically were going yeah we're working on the next Elder Scrolls. We're working on the Starfield project because they'd already registered the patents and the IPs, and people were aware of this on the internet. So it's just basically saying, "Yeah, we're doing acknowledgement. It. It's coming." I'm not sure it, you it was them experimenting with being transparent well, with what's on the horizon why, for the company. Why did Fallout seem to come out of like complete left field? No one was expecting that. Fallout seventy six. Yeah, it wasn't completely after that left field there were rumours that something was going to happen but people yeah. weren't 100% sure whether it would be this one or not hmm. and at the end of the day what did you actually see yeah, it pretty much is all I'm going to see in the game they, they'd hinted at Fallout 76 in Mothership Mothership Zelta is it called Mothership will do yeah Mothership Zelta <laughs> and uh, in Fallout 3 in, in Mothership yeah, Zelta yeah at what point it's, it so references Fallout 76 the, the the vault seventy six and that it was a control oh, vault yeah, and yeah. The, the information about they, it. They mention a lot of different vaults throughout the whole thing. They do. Yeah, well, that's what How game are we developers gonna... do. They drop hints in there. You might not think it's anything, but they know it is. Um, after mm. we finish talking about this, because we've looped back round to Fallout again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want to shout off a quick couple of games. I want your instant reaction to what you've seen. Yeah. Spider Man. And then we're going to ask what Mike was expecting. Oh wait! Me before we do this, can we just give a shout out to Ant? Yeah, hey. Uh, he said he's listening, so. Uh, Sexy bastards. Hi, Ant. Yeah, sorry about that intro, hey, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of it. Right, um, so first can... game uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Miss. Miss. Only for the fact that I just didn't enjoy the first Assassin's Creed or mm-hmm. any other Assassin's Creeds I've played. Michael? I think it's really good because it, if you don't like Assassin's games, it's the one for you. It's heavily RPG focused, uh, ancient Greek times. It, Ancient Greece, if you like Greek mythology. Potential love story. Yeah, if you like, you can romance characters. You can play as a lady. You can play as a lady or a man. Uh, you go around the it's Greek definitely. Isles. It's based in the Peloponnesian Wars in Greece. Yeah, yeah. Which is Athens and Sparta at war Quit with each other. Quick fire Mike, remember. Quick fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. speaking very fast. So, <laughs> Quick rundown, anyway. But yeah, it, it's got the myth- mythological elements and it's got that historical element and it's not really an Assassin's game this time around. It doesn't when look you said like it one. would be the one which you'd actually uh, want to play or one which yeah. you'd come to, Black Flag to me looked like that That would be the one for me. It was the whole exploration. I played that one. Seas. Exactly. Mm. But I just couldn't get into it. I just really could not enjoy it's a new it. It's the same one. thing. It was a confused title. It wanted to be a pirate game at the same time as being an Assassin's game. It's the same thing. It's, it's repetitive. Well. Go over here, do whatever it's, they need to do. It's the Ubisoft way of doing things. What did you make of the Assassin's game? Page. Thank you, Mike. Um, I only played Black Flag, and that's all I've played, and so, I didn't like it. So, so fair enough. So I'd have to play it. Greek to doesn't do it like for it. you. What? The Greek doesn't do it for you. You know, like my kebabs. Yeah, well, <laughs> this one's sold. Next one. <laughs> I don't play a lot of assassins. So next one is the uh, the Kojima game. We saw a bit more about that. Death Stranding. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Can I just say it stars Norman Reedus, and then really trailer, does it? <laughs> In that trailer, he says more lines than he's done in eight seasons of The Walking Dead. <laughs> so I'm surprised he can speak, personally. I, I didn't know he had it in him. Work. <laughs> That's about it. 
So yep. thoughts on that? You've seen the uh, trailer? I've not seen any of the game. Have they done any gameplay for? Yeah, the they've mm. I've not seen any. Of the, only this year for the, was fact, the first gameplay. Is it essentially being Kojima and everything like that? Is it going to be survival horror? So survival it's... horror slash a cross with Children of Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of a Kojima. sci-fi thriller yeah. slash know. horror at the same time. From what I've grasped from the trailers, you is that right? Invisible <laughs> enemy with like it's an, got human hands as feet. So is stranding is the concept of like something being out of its natural environment and being like a whale being sat on a beach. It's out of the water. It's not its natural environment. Yeah. That's what stranding is. So the the concept they're rolling with is that these aliens, these entities, mm-hmm. are stranded on Earth, and they're basically they're attacking the, the humans and the because Norman Reedus' yeah. character has this weird device that kind of can detect them. Sounds like a fan um, for Scientology. Yeah, it looks like a little fan. And they use yeah, babies. Like... There's a big emphasis on babies and fetuses in this game, which is a bit strange. They're trying to save human kind. Wait, That's wait, what I said, children, man. If, if there's any kind of thing where you've got to like look after someone, no, 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 no. Escort it, missions and stuff. Kind of a, just... It seems like it's something like just to make guy. you kind of a bit weirded out. And Did you see it, you Paige? In. See what? This trailer. Death Stranding. No, I've not, you know. Oh, you've done your homework for this uh, part, It's Gilmore Del Toro, um, <laughs> the guy from The Walking Dead that you guys mentioned. Norman Reedus. Visually, uh, it, looks, it looks okay. It doesn't look stunning. It doesn't look poor. Yeah, and he's, he's built a new engine for it because he did a lot of work with the Fox engine that he did for Metal Gear. A lot of it was Konami. just carrying stuff about, though, wasn't it? It's yeah. Like weird backpacks. There's not stuff. been any like combat or anything in it. Yeah. Maybe it's not combat. Nice teaser. Well, ne- neither's the Metal Gear games, really. It's all about sneak, sneak. Not, not in later years, but yeah, go on. Yeah, the whole idea of it was it was always based stealth wise, wasn't it? I mean, the first one was based stealth wise because they couldn't actually fit enough enemies on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> his other franchise, Zone of the Enders, is heavy combat focused. The Zone of the Enders is great, though. Yeah. <laughs> not. Sorry. Next one. No, oh. wait. No, so your thoughts on this one? Yeah. And Paige's. Oh, that's Paige. She's not I seen for, it. I forgot Mike um, spoke. <laughs> it I know. But you like Heidi Ho, don't you? I like Heidi Okajima, yeah. Heidi Ho! I like his take on Nikita as well. Very good. But also, he plays mind games in his games. Like sticking the uh, socket in uh, number two to defeat... uh, What's it called? Prey Mantis, what it's called. What's it called now? Oh, the... uh, Mantis. Psycho Mantis. Psycho Mantis. Yeah. 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 That's that's, that's a nice... Like way of doing things though. You mean, yeah, it, and that, also that like when you do it, it sort of turns like it says video or AV or something in the top right corner. And you're like, what's going on there? So you, you like unraveling the mind the of fourth, Kojima within your game. Well, the fourth, fourth wall, wall, breaking the yeah. fourth wall. That's what I like. Wasn't like, there an X Men game years ago where you X Men Legends? Uh, it was on the Mega Drive, I think it was. Right. It said you have to like something along the lines of you had to reset to progress, and like those are people like you just got stuck. No one knew what to do. All you had to do was do a soft reset on the thing and it'd come up and you'd actually carry oh, on. I hadn't heard of that. But that that's like was one of the first for me anyway, the first fourth wall breaking kind of yeah, ideas yeah. in games. It was like, what the f- <laughs> I think it's lots of people just hard turned it off and then obviously you've lost all your Going back to the Arkham Premise yeah. is one with the first game of that where it makes you think that your screen's broken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, there's uh there's good and bad about that. Sometimes you can like pull it off and think, Oh, that's quite clever, but most of the time it's been like Fucking twat! <laughs> what a bastard! He's done that. What's the one? Eternal Darkness what on GameCube. Show up. Um, I 
the one where basically played hardly any like games. You lose your terrifying. You, you lose, you lose your sanity. Yeah, yeah. You've got it's got a sanity meter, and eventually mm. blue screens. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, but it's blue screen on a GameCube game, so you know it's not. Yeah, yeah, that's not real. <laughs> yeah, if it's blue screen on a PC, I'd be like, for fuck's sake. So, so what was your take on Death Stranding then, Gray? So yeah, um, I don't think I'll play it. To be honest with you, you. but it, I, I'm curious enough that'll be one of those games that I'll probably watch someone else play a little bit of it. Have you, do you play see. much survival horror? Or? No, not really. I'm mm. like a strategy is it guy. Survival like, horror. Space we don't guy. know what it is. So I might play that when you were talking yeah. about. But I need to see more about that. Starfield. Yeah. I think that's supposed to be an RPG as well. So well, well that'll be good. But like I was saying before, you've only got room for one RPG in your life. Right now, it's Deliverance Kingdom Come. I'm playing. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I just it's restarted so that. I spent all day today learning how to read. It was great. I I read. And that I was, was like, the last thing I did. That's awesome. And then they went. Oh no, hang on. There's another book. It's like what? <laughs> how Latin? Many... I, I don't want to read Latin. How many people of color have you met so far? Um. In the Holy Roman Empire in Bohemia, <laughs> um, you may have met some and, Moors, and, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, aren't some of the baddies. Yeah, 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 the baddies. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just there was a that. whole racial racial uh, issue with that game, wasn't there? Yeah, but at that, that yeah. time, it's, no, 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 it's there, accurate. There, yeah. <laughs> I know, but there was the whole, like, because every game now is supposed to be ultra PC. And yeah, but mind like you, in Dynasty Warriors, I was looking for the white guys, so. Never saw him, so you know. <laughs> oh, is it out? No, no, no. You don't have to. If you, literally, I will find. Right, we'll move. We'll move on before Stas gets even more racist. Yeah, it's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Next joking. title. But... So, so Stas was talking about games in which he loves, where he gets to protect someone else. So Last of Us Two. <laughs> I think it's a Mario Kart. <laughs> Did you see that kiss? Last of Us Part oh, yeah. Two. So now. Let's talk about your games in Last of Us Part 1. Oh, it's oh, fantastic. So you know that part in games where you're really enjoying it and so you get to a bit where you just get fucking stuck and overly frustrated and no matter how hard you try, you can't get out of the freaking sewer to run past the, the taxi, was it? I kept trying to shoot and I ran out I ran out of bullets multiple times. Was and this then, on the first Last of Us? Yeah, mm-hmm. probably like level two. And I decided to go and try and take everyone on hand-to-hand combat. You do? <laughs> that's not how, that's not no. how you do it in that game, apparently. Stealth. Yeah, and I never played it again. No. It never quite, completed it. The funniest... Right, I've got to bring this up, though. But the funniest part about watching you play Last of Us Part 1 was um, you didn't have any weapons. You were protecting the little girl. Doing my no job. Weapons. I think that's And all you had was a big rock. <laughs> you just ran up to a guy, chucked the big rock... Completely missed him. I was distracting him. I tried to get ra- him to turn around. <laughs> well, that didn't work. No, I wasn't. I was saving for his head. You just, you just ran at him, started punching him, and about two seconds oh, later, right, some guy came up with a gun and started shooting you down. Yeah, that might have happened. Yeah. But that's the thing that you were talking about, that you don't actually like um, games where you have to be all like sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, I don't like stealth games. I, that's why I like RPGs, because you can kind of talk your way out of situations. You yeah. have different options yeah. in which you can yeah. go down. Yeah. So if you want to fight, you can fight. I think yeah. you can, Do you think that, for the most part, apart from the, the narrative combat parts mm. in that Kingdom Come Deliverance, you can talk your way through the whole game. Yeah, I want to do an entire that playthrough as a pacifist. Yeah. Yeah. Might be boring. Either that or full on war. But I already run away from a couple of fights. <laughs> and just whistle my horse. So do you think that, that part two would have a bit more easier ways to get through it going with, off the gameplay I think it's going to be more, more of the same yeah it's a narrative yeah, tunnel that's the it? thing it's telling the story isn't it so you've got to sort of play towards that story it's a big story game it really is so I reckon that it's 
going to try and keep familiar. I can't quite but remember. Did the first one have choice in the narrative? I don't. Not in the narrative. No, no, at the end it did. You get to do because you got to choose. Yeah, it's to yeah. path choices, which yeah. took you on different directions. But you end up the getting to the same place. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just over three games, just going. Everybody's a robot. So, are you looking forward to protecting your lesbian lover from the trailer? I've not played the first one. I it didn't. Obviously, I never had a PS3. I've got one now, but it's still not one of those games where I look at it and think, "Oh yeah, I get that." So, the, what, what ref, reference uh, Gray's making there is that the they started the Last of Us Two trailer with a a kiss like uh, a between dance. two female characters and basically the it's the first time they've managed to uh using in engine graphics uh, have a, a kiss like sync up so that it looks like a realistic it did look good scene mm-hmm. within a film so it could be like two live action characters doing it and they were doing um, that bit where they were cutting between the the actual dance itself and the reality of what was going on yeah but it, it's kind of like that's the first time that's ever happened in a game mm-hmm. that that detail to an animation. Oh, so I mean, from a, a female from case, I mean, from you've a, been playing a lot of games, man. <laughs> don't know what game you've been playing, Stas. But anyway. A lot of anime. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, outside of like kiss and animations, but being able to like have that interactivity between two character models within a game is kind of. It's leading us into a, a space where there's a lot more detail within the scene so they can get a lot more creative with didn't, the narrative. Didn't Fable 3 have basically the hand-holding? Yeah, hand-holding, but it didn't really work because there was a lot of clipping so your hand would kind of flop in and out of each other's hands. Oh, sorry, that's what I wanted to say. It looked like a wet kipper. Get off, shipping. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's cool to, again, with like um, a few years back they did Watch Dogs, which is a title from Ubisoft yeah. and you had the character like grabbing hold of door handles mm. and like physically touching objects within a game world is not something that we've really been able to do within games yeah. up to, until this point. And it's slowly coming in with this generation of hardware. So it's it's quite exciting to see that and see where it'll lead. Uh, Greg, did you have another one after? Uh, say, unless you want to talk about Last of Us 2? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to touch it. <laughs> is that because, it? <laughs> uh, because I can't carry more than one rock. So uh, <laughs> if they do a DLC... Like rock lords or something, and I can carry rocks. What happens, then, if, yeah. what happens if the trailer shows him with a backpack? And you I'm think, right. <laughs> if the trailer shows him with a sling, then <laughs> I am be, on board. Yeah, on yeah board. Like, like the new Simpsons cartoons that are coming out. Next up, kids. Um, now, my phone's got dementia again, so it's decided it's called the new Halo game Halo Intimate. Mm-hmm. It's intimate. Oh, I, I've been right. looking forward to Halo Intimate for a long What's time. The, the you and Master Chief in a room together. Is that because you're a man and a woman? Yeah, I, I don't know what it's actually called. It infiltrate or something. I like intimate, Halo sure. intimate. For your pleasure. <laughs> Grandmaster Chief will teach yeah. you in the ways. Bit of Beyonce and the intro. Yeah, I've I've never been a Halo boy. Infinity? Never. Yeah, it's called Halo Although Infinity, apparently yeah. it is epic. To be fair, the first point, I've got Halo and I, and i got Halo ice cream. So. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of background on this title. So the, the original Halo came on the Xbox. For Halo in general, which started off on the Mac, um, was basically this open world set on a Halo ring, mm-hmm. and that's what they're rolling with for this Halo Infinity. So it's kind of going full circle. Yeah, 
It's going full circle and it's going back to... You think this will be the last one? No. no. If anything, no, it'll no, just be no. a new chapter in the franchise and it'll... It's Back in the day, like late 90s, early 2000s, games developers were very conceptual with what they were doing with games. Mm. And it That's was always true. bigger than what the hardware was capable of. It's um, no longer Bungie though, is it? Doing No, uh, it's three, four, three studios. Yeah. So, um, a lot of the old team is still there, but the Spider Bite. So, it, no, it's, it's not. It's Frank. Frank. What was his name? Frank from Bungie. Ah, he used to re- review stuff. Ah, Total, Frank he used to review stuff. To- Total um, magazine. Total uh, <laughs> Nintendo magazine. It was Total. Tenacity. But yeah, he used to be the editor for that, and it was like he right. turned out being this kind of like guy who created like Halo with Bungie. It's like, what right. the fuck's going on there? <laughs> Sorry, I, I've interrupted you with the fact that I wanted to say that out loud. <laughs> He's a big fan of Frank, guys. Uh, <laughs> he wouldn't be. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's kind of like, it's interesting to see those original concepts coming to fruition because it didn't really show much for the new game. It was just kind of... Do you those, have to show those, much for a Halo game? No, but at yeah. the same time, it was kind of... You're right back there. in the day, you used to get trailers that didn't show you a lot of gameplay. They emphasised the concept of the game and what they were wanting to do with it rather than what they could do with it. I know, but it was still basically running around shooting things, isn't it? No matter what you do with a Halo game, you're not going to have it. All they showed was uh, you're on a Halo ring, there's wildlife, you're driving a warthog. Exactly. So basically... (laughs) Halo. Exactly. That is Halo, the last Halo, with added wildlife. (laughs) What else are you going to look at? All the T's in it for the money. Yeah. Like I said... it's an interesting world we're entering where people are finally yeah, yeah. being able to kind of deliver on... I think it's all ideas. a tease for the money. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Sorry. That might have been... Yeah, I uh, know. It, it just feels like... Is it even on? Yeah. What? Oh. There you go. It's a disaster. A disaster. In the attic. So take it you've got all of that out of your system. Well, have you... What? I don't know. Halo I've never, I've never played Halo. I played. I think I played Halo once with a, a housemate. I played it with my cousin. And I was and like, I bought an Xbox off the back of it. It's just slipping Commander yeah. Call yeah. of Duty with. with oh, uh, here's Master one for Sam. you. They've, they've snuck out an announcement for the next Oddworld game. Ooh. Yeah. Do you like the Oddworlds? AB. I thought you were going to go with a shocking thing that was the Command and Conquer thing. Oh, you mean the mobile RTS yeah, them... game that they just randomly crammed yeah, into the EA presser? <laughs> what the hell is that? It's, like, it's a return it's to a... your childhood, or whatever yeah. the hell they were marketing it as. 15 minutes of childhood. two guys. Yeah. Playing a mobile game yeah. on stage. I was like, are you real? Oh. See you later, flip-flops. <laughs> or oh, thongs. Yeah, that was weird. There's a game that I'm actually quite excited about was on the um, the PC Gamers stage one. It's called Neocab. Yeah, I really gravitated towards that, obviously, because I'm a massive synth guy. Yeah, so it's you are the last human driver, cab driver, in a world of automated cars. So at the same time, you're trying to keep your job, you're engaging with your customers, and you're also trying to solve the mystery of what's happened to your sister or something, aren't you? It's like, and it's very stylized as well. It almost looks like a sort of, what was that game called? Was it Thirteen Killers or something like that? Where it's got that weird sort of art style. Thirteen. It might be Thirteen. You know, it's like somewhat French looking. Yeah, it's Thirteen. It's was based it on French comic. Ubisoft. Reminds yeah. me of that. But I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to that. I am 
I do gravitate towards those sort of things where you try to get a lot out of the conversation and pick up clues. Yeah. I think a lot of things will naturally happen to you in that game depending on who you've got in the back of your cab. Yeah. Well, right, this is the uh, title. We've just brought this up. Oh, yeah, go on. It's Neocab, a narrative game. So you'd love that. You'd enjoy that so much. Yeah, you're right, actually. It's like like pretty much um, trying to be anime, but... With a bit more of a European style, that's what it looks like. You're a female cub in Dallas in a very female world. <laughs> <laughs> you can't choose, although you couldn't choose on flipping multi pass. That's the thing about um, I can't remember. There's too game many lead female about. characters at E3 this year, they've kind of turned it into a thing. Why is there ever too many? Hashtag well, it shouldn't be. You, you get to pick this character or that character, it should just be his character creation. You pick whoever you want, design them. Yeah, I like that, but at the same time, you you wouldn't dictate uh, gender to a book character. What do you mean? Is it say a lead character in a book? Would you dictate it's? You would say I want to choose what the gender of this character is beforehand. Good point, there, Michael. But depends where you, you're told in that. Hmm? You're told in the book. Yeah, but you're told in the game. It's still telling you a narrative it's, tale. Yeah, if it's if it's about. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, know that. But then they're, they're introducing choice. So you have the choice, and then it's being removed to say, now this is a female lead character, or this is a male lead character. Can you can you pick a female character in the Fallout games? Yeah, yeah. You, you design your own. That's the whole point. You design whatever it is you relate to. I might not like playing. We're we talking about people... Fallout again, sorry. No, no just having elements. Quiet you. <laughs> I might not like playing people under the age of thirty. I might want to say, listen, I'm going to RPG and I want to play a really old character. I don't want I'm to play, play myself. An 80 year old man going through the wastelands if it was Fallout. I don't like right. the fact that I, I don't engage with it. Like Mass Effect, I never. Did you pick Generic Shepherd or did you make your own person? I made my own. He looked you slightly Chinese. Own, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make him look like me. I ended up with Patrick Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to have an input into my character. I don't like having set characters regardless of whether they're male or female. The best thing right. with Mass Effect so is bringing in back everything. In general, if, if it's an open game mm-hmm. anyway, you don't want to have your character dictated to you. Yeah, because yeah. I, I like first persons. I don't like third I, persons. I get that. I, I'm, I'm more getting at, like, if it's a, a linear narrative anyway. You're talking politically, Mike. I don't do politics. I'm not talking politically at all. I just think, like... Hashtag him as well. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you're telling, like, a linear story mm-hmm. anyway, and you're just sat there for the ride experiencing it and playing through the gameplay doesn't matter what gender the character is but if we're looking at like in general do you not think it's immersion breaking if you're playing a lady character no i don't care if it's everyone's everyone's calling me if everyone's calling me oh yeah look look at that bitch what she just did so i'm like well firstly you you're right i did just do that but then it's. But then I'm not. Have you ever played yeah, a, a woman game and gone? I'm not Lara Croft. I don't play. I don't play games Two. where it's not. Hmm. Where it's not like a male protagonist. Yeah, there's people that do. Because I can't get into it as a really? RPG focused. I, I love the, uh... Grand Theft Auto. No. Find a bloke in that. He's fine with that. I love the, I loved, the, issue, uh, the two Raider games. Uh, the, mm. One thing which I say was uh, some guy was playing a game which was third person. Yeah. And they were asked like, "Why do you always play it?" Uh, why do you always create your character as a woman? Yeah. And it, it was like, well, 
I'm going to be playing this game for like 60 hours and I'm going to be staring at their backside through the entire thing. I want to look at a woman's backside, not a man's. Why does it yeah. have to be a sexual thing? Guitar Hero. Because it's me. <laughs> <laughs> On Guitar Hero, I make the most fantastic looking women that I do want to date. Yeah, but so I can't do that because I'm just looking at that This is why people don't take the medium serious. <laughs> <laughs> in the background. <laughs> it's just when they celebrate and you go, yeah. Yeah. My point I was trying yeah, to make of yeah. what Grey was saying if was If I that... could ever roleplay as a woman, I'm I'm sure I would design a female character that would, you know, probably be old. I don't know. I think I just gravitate towards older people. I don't know why. <laughs> I like I just... the idea of being a veteran. Or, An 80-year-old woman wandering around like a... Throwing <laughs> coins at planes. <laughs> I just think that there needs to be like, if you don't have a choice in what your character is, gender-wise... Make it a robot. I agree. There needs to be an even split between male and female because there are far more male protagonists in yeah. games than there are females. Mm. So. It needs to be even. That's all. Yeah, damn I mean, right it does. It really does. Back in the day, there was only really one female. I mean, way back in the day, I'm talking like 8-bit, 16-bit. Was Echo? Really... Was Echo? Miss Patma. A girl. Echo's a dolphin. Yeah, no, it's that female <laughs> dolphin. <laughs> was never, I never asked. I, I reckon, I reckon she was. It was back, back in was the simple days of 16-bits... Gender wasn't an issue. Well, it was when Samus came out. It was like yeah. at the end Samus. of Samus. Yeah, 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 Samus. What was the girl Samus, called in Street of Rage? <laughs> I call her Samus. Kathy? Yeah, we'll go with Kathy from Street of Rage. Kathy, yep. Um, Final Fight, I think uh, Doris was in that one. Yeah. Ah, good old Doris. <laughs> but the more, the more they can put in about elements where you get to create your own thing, the better. Unless yeah, I, I, I prefer the concept of you having an avatar and it's your choice and you're creating that character mm-hmm. in general. Does anyone else just actually go in on these ones and like don't try and make it look like yourself? Don't make try it look like anyone else. You try and make it as the default. hideously ugly as possible. Oh no no! You I make, you I make the do... forehead come down under the lower lip. That kind of hideously ugly. No, I can't stand playing as a deranged. I'm a backstory guy. Back. I spend about half hour in the character creation screen, and I spend about. 29 minutes of that on the name because I'm like I'm going to be stuck with this name for a couple hundred hours now I literally go for Roy Roy is my go-to name (laughs) because I think it's the least heroic name you could possibly think of it's like oh thank god Roy's here I thought didn't we decide it was Eric from Eric the Viking no no I never said Eric I think I've I've had Roy like he says my go-to Roy or Jeff Brian Jeff's not exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah just anything which doesn't sound heroic. Like, Nothing you could say like, oh yes. Like Buddy. Yeah. MMA games is Chuck's here. <laughs> Making a mixed martial artist fighters. Just doing as crazy as anything. And then Grey has to pay, play with that fighter to <laughs> get his levels up. And all the time, Grey, you're always annoyed. Yeah. I'm a big I'm a big thing for realism in games. You really <laughs> I are. Am. If it's like if that's the sort of art style and that's it, I can't I can't abide it. If it's not like you come in and you've made like a green skins character or something, I'm like my immersion green. has gone. <laughs> yeah, that guy with the crazy hair once. The green hair. Yeah, the green mohawk guy. What's wrong with green mohawk? I'm yeah, sure there's people in. You UFC didn't see. Color. You didn't nope, see the rest just of him. See him puck and see how he does. Terribly. Same so, 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 what's the next one on our list? Right, here we go. Um, list. My list is done, so the list is over to pitch. List is done. Okay. What was the last one on that list, by the way? Was it Last of Us 2? Um, so. It was the um, the Nintendo Super Smash Bros. Ah, right. Ultimate. Does anyone else get really Just confused playing that? 
I love play it. Actually, speaking of Nintendo, uh, the lovely handholding between Nintendo and Xbox, which is What's going on. Crossplay. Crossplay. Nintendo and Xbox have basically announced that they are going to be um, basically having crossplay between the two consoles, between the two all the games rivals. Um, so, I don't know if it's all the games uh, so at far. At the moment, the list is Fortnite, which launched at E3. Fortnite's uh, every single console. Rocket League, Minecraft, uh, Paladins. Um, so, I think they're your big ones at the moment. Yeah, there's a few. It's basically anything which basically crosses the platforms, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. doing and, and this is linked in with yeah. PC as well. Uh, they're basically allowing you to play. How are we doing on time? Regardless um, of what platform you're on. Half ten. Um, no, I mean how long? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> how long is half ten? <laughs> About twenty-three minutes. Plus, a long plus one hour. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. I was like, what are you playing on? Um, just so basically we'll briefly sum this bit up uh, in the sense that Sony is not wanting to uh, join in with this, is that, are they? Yeah, the, the big crux of the matter is that, that Fortnite, which is the world's biggest game at the moment, um, Sony are saying basically if you've played on our platform, uh, you can't pull your content yeah, you can't the log your profile. Uh, yeah. We're essentially holding your content hostage. So that's just them spending the money. Yeah, um, <laughs> they basically just said that the, it, it, they initially gave the excuse of um, it's to protect kids' uh, safety tied to their network. So they're just, um, they're just saying their their network's not secure enough to do it. Uh, yeah, and now yeah, it's, 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 it's actually come out. They they're just like we want to protect our. Pro- Profits basically, we don't want people spending yeah. on other platforms and good, exactly. Not so they should. Part of that no, they shouldn't. I think every, every single thing should be it's crossed. a monopoly. Come on, I don't mind. I, I'd love no. to be able to play people who are playing like something like Fortnite with a control pad. That's why and you everyone, turn up with it, a mouse and a keyboard. Why everyone should play PC if they had yeah. an ecosystem yeah. where people could companies could gain revenue from all platforms equally, and it doesn't matter where they're spending. All it would mean is that the platform holders would get less money from that extra revenue generated through microtransactions. For the actual developers and studios, it would mean that they could lower the cost for the punter at the end of the day. Yeah. Because they would be getting that extra revenue from all three platforms rather than you've only launched a game on PlayStation or you've only launched it on Xbox or you've only launched it on the Switch you're only getting a reduced amount of the, the mass gaming market as a whole at that point. Well, yeah, it's if, an if issue. You, if you're getting revenue from all three platforms, including PC, then... Do you share it equally? Well, it, it would all be going through to that developer. Yeah. You, it's just regardless of what platform that initial purchase goes through on. Your platforms would be dead. Your platforms wouldn't be dead at all. They would, of course they would. Because everyone's going to have a preference. If you can play any game on any platform, you're going to pick the cheapest platform. You wouldn't have platform. any game, yeah, exactly, you'd still yeah. have your, your exclusives, wouldn't you? You're all playing together. It's like it's you're all playing the transactions together. that are going through. Mm. Say like PlayStation you, 4 was like, well, 200 quid cheaper no, than buying... Everyone will be able to play... The, P, P, the PC. Exactly. Everyone will be able to play Fortnite. Everyone will be able to play right. FIFA. Everyone will be able to play Rocket League. All mm. this kind of thing. But Xbox fans or Xbox players won't be able to play Last of Us games. In the same way that PlayStation fans yeah, can't play Mario games, Nintendo players can't play Gears of War, which would be hilarious on Nintendo, but it's beside the point. 
it's, it's, it's a case of like, you're still going to have your exclusives. So if you are a big fan of like The Last of Us, uh, God of War, things like that, you stick mm. with your PlayStations. If you're a big fan of um, your Mario's, your Super Smash Brothers, your Super Mario Kart, anything basically based around Mario, you'd stick with your <laughs> Nintendos. And then if you're a big fan of uh, your Xbox exclusives, Halo, your Gears of War, things like that, you stick with your Xbox. This it's is just the, a case of which one ever won. The crazy thing prefer. about the argument is that this has a knock-on effect with issues that other people have brought up separate from the cost cross-play argument is that the lack of first party from people like Nintendo and Microsoft compared to Sony with the single player and that it, if they're being forced to double down on what they're offering as a unique aspect of their platform mm. then that's only a benefit to the consumer Yeah. again it's only a benefit to the consumer if they can play with whoever they want on the platform that they own and take their content to any platform. Yeah. We'll have to see what comes to it with this. It, from from what companies were saying that have already adopted it, mm-hmm. they've only seen financial gain from allowing it. I guess so, but it's, it's about the games themselves the, regarding the, uh, the consoles that they play them on. You never know that some console companies would actually... I don't know. I don't know. I think I can see like a downfall on one of the companies that make consoles will be getting the downfall from it, really. Yeah. I mean, the actual software themselves, yes, they were getting a financial gain, but the if you, you're going to have to start dropping your price on what you're selling as a hardware format, aren't you, really? That's true. It's something we're going to have to certainly Thank keep you. our eyes on moving forwards because it's it's interesting because we've all got different, uh, we've got conflicting opinions, a couple of us there. No. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, it's been a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so out of the year four games that we all approved from, which, which one do you think will be doing the best? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah. Really? Cyberpunk, yeah. So that gets the... Absolutely fantastic. All right, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> and so on that right. note, I think we'll call it quits. So once again, pop on thing. over to Twitter, have a look for us on Disaster Attic. Um, like, subscribe, do whatever you want to do. You can't subscribe on Twitter, can you? You can follow. You can follow. You can follow and retweet, and that's what we like the most. Yeah, leave some comments, and like Adam said before, feel free to send us on an email to disasterattic at hotmail.com. And give us some ideas on future things you want us to talk about or any comments or any feedback on what we've done so far. Been a pleasure talking to you. Say goodbye, Quick one everyone. Before you go, uh, just another reminder about uh, Oscar. Uh, just if you can ever go to uh, hashtag Team Oscar Bear mm-hmm. or yeah. go to Facebook, uh, which is uh, basically Team Oscar Bear again. Uh, if you can, uh, anyone who wants to donate any money towards anything that they're doing, it'll be fantastic because it's a young lad who's ill. I uh, just wanted to pop that back in there. Yeah, right. thank you. Steve. Nice yeah, and yeah. quick you'll, as well. You'll find links to that on our Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah if, you, yes. if, if you actually go to just giving and just type in Team Oscar Bear, it pops right up with it. Good. So if you can't remember links or anything like that, just remember Team Oscar Bear. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so we'll all say bye now, then, shall we? Say bye. Goodbye, Stairs. Goodbye, Paige. Toodles. Not not. <laughs> they fill the hole. <laughs> <laughs>